And hey, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo, sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, welcome back if you've listened to us before. And if you're here for the first time, curious about sumo wrestling, we're glad you found us. Couple Texan gals sitting in a closet talking about <laughs> Japanese sumo wrestling. That is who we are. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, we're right at the tail end of a spotlight we've been doing. Our Sanyaku on- series. Yes. On the very top Japanese professional sumo wrestlers out there. This week, we're focusing on our Ozeki. There are two of them, who they are, their personalities, why people love them. Then we're going to get into their fighting styles. We're going to dip a bit into the Banzuke because it came out very recently. Yeah, like yesterday or today. Yeah. But before we get into that... Newsflash! We'll start with the terrible and work towards the good in this news report. Sounds and good. it is pretty terrible. We, we unfortunately had a sudden death on August 26th. This wrestler who has been retired for a little bit now, but his name was Masaru Maeda, and he was only 38 years old, and he died of a myocardial infarction or a heart attack. He, at the time, was teaching children how to do sumo. Um, he was mainly a Makushita wrestler. So most of you may not have seen him in action unless you've been watching uh, sumo all day on some of these tournaments. Um, but anyway, it's it was really sad that that's a that's a big loss for um, for the people who knew him or who wrestled with him. And um, so that's a little bit heartbreaking. All right, so let's. Kick it up to some good news. Yes. Okay. Takakesho got engaged. Yes, he did. Yeah, so he's off my boyfriend list. But to be honest, the chemistry really, it really wasn't there. Oh, no, um, Takakesho? No, no. But I am so glad that he has chemistry with his new adorable wife. She was a a model, former model. Mm -hmm. Her name is Yukina. And so this is what was sweet. When asked about his fiance, Takakesha said, I am always in the world of competition so that I can always, I always have to focus on sumo and, and I always have to think of myself first. But I have been saved many times because of her presence. And that always keeps me in touch with me. And I wanted to live my life with this person all the time. Aww. Isn't that sweet? Yes, it's adorable. Okay. We wish them both much happiness. Yes. Even though they don't know us. But I think if they did know us, they'd yes. appreciate our well wishes. Yeah. Um, uh, on a side note, though, uh, I was watching, um, I guess a couple of weeks ago, Christian Amanpour did this documentary on Netflix about sex and other cultures. Yes. And they did one in Japan. And this is information that I think we all like should know because this is kind of crazy. According to the National Institute of Population and Social Society research, that was a mouthful, Japanese couples often end up being good friends, but in sexless marriages. In fact, over 52% of the Japanese population of, well, Japanese couples are in sexless marriages. And about another 20% never have sex, 15% have sex sometimes, and only 4.5% of couples are having sex often, and the more, and a majority of them are in their twenties. All while eighty to ninety percent of the couples actually have dinner together. So basically, what I'm saying is that Takakesho and I are not meant to be together. But if Takayasu and his wife ever stop, I you know I might be able to be a mistress. That's all I'm saying. You would be into that? I sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So I may have a boyfriend, but I just have to wait for the 
the steaminess to cool off. Oh, I see. That's that's what I was going. But but well, it was see, really I, fascinating documentary in see, general. No, that makes me wonder about America. Like, what are American stats? Half couples in America, I bet, are in sexless marriages too. I, I don't know. I would be really interested to compare that. I would too. I wonder if we could find out that information. I'm sure we could. Okay, stay tuned. That, next but week. that was We're gonna like look at... completely sexless. Yes. Like not a yeah. No, but you nothing. know, there's nothing. so many American couples. In oh, sexless absolutely. relationships. Yes, we're going to look that up and we're yeah. going to compare yeah. because America might be worse. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, things are looking up for Takesha, though. Besides the engagement, his yep. his injury is on the up and up and he feels like he can go into this next tournament. We hope. We're going to talk more about that. Yeah. He's ready for this next tournament, or at least he's saying he is. So he's um, he's looking forward to it. And we are, too. Asano Yama, though, at the same time, he's been working on remodeling his body. Asano Yama being our other Ozeki that we're going to talk about today. That's right. He's been working with a personal trainer to strengthen his core. He's also been kind of doing some dietary, you know, stuff, getting some dietary advice. And and he said he's energetically working on on his body and not only muscle training, but also what is needed to manage his entire physical condition. And he says now he can't really afford to lose as an Ozeki. So from here on out, his status will demand more wins. So he's doing everything in his power to get his body prepped and ready and he does not want to disappoint in the in the months to come so that's where he's at and on the 30th there was a forum i guess you could say for all of the jsa again they had lectures from a coronavirus experts and they were talking about the implantation of did i say that right implantation implementation Implementation. Implantation sounds a little disturbing. It does. It does. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like my brain on Corona or if that's just autocorrect. They're talking about what they're going to be doing going into this next tournament and if it'll be the same as last time or if there will be even more strict rules to keep implantation implantations to keep people safe. <laughs> Implant computer chips so we know exactly where you're going at all times. Ooh. All right, so that's all I have for the newsflash. All right, the Ozeki, the champion rank, mm-hmm. as it is called. Now, to be an Ozeki, this is a really big deal. And I'd say kind of the biggest deal for like 1800 years, like since the beginning oh. of sumo, because only... Because it used to be the highest rank? Y- yeah. 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 And then somewhere along the line in the Edo period, like rich, fancy families started doling out Yokozuna licenses. Mm-hmm. And so prior to that, everybody was just an Ozeki. Like, if you made it to an Ozeki, you were a big, big deal. In fact, there are some really remarkable wrestlers that go back in time that never became Yokozuna because it was before Yokozuna time. Okay. You just, in the old days, to become a Yokozuna had to have influence, and that's kind of what made you a Yokozuna. But everybody who at least became an Ozeki was proven to yeah, be amazing. Really good. Right. When Osekiwaki has at least 30 wins in the three most recent tournaments, he will be considered for an Ozeki promotion. If they have 33, that's pretty much like you're going to get it. Not always. Not always. Not always. But Asanayama proved it with his 32 wins. And others have had only actually 30, but they, they have had the whole package 
So what do you mean by the whole package? They they have the grace, they have the momentum, and the JSA is on their side. And sometimes it's age, and it's not just enough time being in the majors before they deem you ready. Sometimes the simple fact that you have three consecutive tournaments with actually 34 wins, but your first tournament, you were ranked as a lower Maegashira, and that was actually the case for Yoshikaze, who back in 2015, he had three consecutive tournaments with double digits, all adding up to 33, but one of them was at Maegashira 8, and the Mm -hmm. one before that was at Maegashira 14. So that's an example of when they're like, yeah, you got it, but those yeah. wins at Maegashira 14 may not have been the same wins as when you're in the Sanyaku. Yeah, that you need to be fighting the best fighters right. and win those 33 wins. It's not like you can do it from Maegashira 17. Yes, yeah. but they will. They will. You can win a tournament from Mike Shear seventeen. Yes, but you can't win your Hoseki status <laughs> no. from Mike Shear seventeen. No, but of those people who got passed up for the Ozeki, <laughs> they're all about rules that they can bend. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is true. So if you don't get it though, it's usually by the next tournament. If you turn in another double digit win, you'll yeah, get they it. can't refuse they, you. Most then. of the time, they get it on the fourth. Yeah, it's also a position that is really difficult to earn, but also maintain. We still have Ozeki's in the ranks now. Mm-hmm. Koto Shogiku, Tochinoshin, Takayasu, Fuji. they're still fighting in the rank and filer position. But um, they've all tasted the sweet, sweet wine of the Ozeki status. It's really hard to hold on to. The longest serving Ozeki of modern times... There's two. One has been Kayo and Chio Taikai, who each held the rank for 65 tournaments. When were these guys fighting? Because I'm not familiar with those names. Kayo, uh, I think it was the 50s, 60s. Oh, okay. Let me look. Don't ask me those questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, we'll find out later. Currently, we have Takakesho and Asanoyama holding the rank. And yeah. I will chat a little bit more about their specifics in a bit. But I want to remind you all how it was before the title of Yokozuna came into play. For most of Sumo's long history and tradition, it was an Ozeki who was at the top of the heap, like we said before. And John Gunning had an article from 2018 in which he discussed this. He said Ozeki's were simply just an honor bestowed on certain Ozeki, and the uh, awarding of the title had more to do with political influence than skill in the ring. And he refers to a wrestler named Raiden who wrestled over 21 years in the late 1700s into the early 1800s, and he only lost over those 20 years about 10 bouts. Wow. He may be one of the all-time greats, but because they didn't have Yokozuna licenses even then, he kind of goes down in history as an overlooked Ozeki. He never became a Yokozuna. So some of Japan's greatest wrestlers of all time aren't remembered because they don't have Yokozuna in front of their name. They were always Ozeki's. And this writing guy was such a badass that he basically had that to... That should be the title of his biography. It should be. <laughs> this writing guy was such a such badass. Such a badass. He had to agree to limit certain moves because he would so dominate the other wrestlers hmm. that they never got a chance to actually kind of compete with his level of skill. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I was way wrong. With five championships, Kayo, who retired in 2011, has more Emperor's Cups to his name than many of the Yokozuna did, or do. This extremely popular wrestler was also second on the all-time career list, only behind 
one other, and that's Hakaho, huh. with 1,047 victories. His championships became spaced out, though, throughout his career, mm. and they weren't back-to-back. So that's kind of, I think, they most people think why he never got elevated to Yokozuna, is that over his career, he kept winning, but it was maybe more up and down as opposed to the momentum that you often see with a Yokozuna oh, run. Interesting. Yeah, and we remember Konishiki. And he was the very first ever foreign Ozeki. But it really took him a long time to kind of get to that. And they certainly never gave him Yokozuna status, even though he's somebody who deserved it. And it was Akibono, the next one in line from Hawaii, that actually got to be the very first foreign Yokozuna. Got it. So, yes, what we're saying is that it's a little willy-nilly as to who gets Yokozuna and who gets Ozeki. Ozeki's a little bit more concrete. You have to have the wins. Once you become an Ozeki, the rise to Yokozuna is like this really long marathon for some guys. And for other guys, it happens rather quickly. Um, I think it's a fickle thing. Anyway, the benefits of being an Ozeki, you uh, get a higher rank in the JSA when, when you... When you retire, you receive a special merit payment upon your retirement. The amount is decided by how much and how long and how how much of a badass of an Ozeki you've been. You get a special parking space. So that's that's a that's a nice one. And that vanity license plate? Do I don't you get it. I don't know. Darn. I don't know, but that should totally be Yeah, if they drive. A perk. You get to vote in the elections for the JSA. You get more manservants, as it was okay. <laughs> translated. Upon retirement? No, just oh, like when during. you become an Ozeki, you're yeah, like, yeah. I get two more people to yeah, like. This guy slaps help. my back. And yeah. This guy puts my shoes on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You also then get to go with the Yokozuna and become their their side pieces. Okay. <laughs> Whenever you do all of the publicity things. Okay. But let's talk a little bit about our two Ozekis. Yeah, let's do. All right, let's talk about Takakesho first, though. Otherwise known as Kike Kotsunobu or Kikatsu Kotsunobu, or as they call him, Takanobu, who was named partially. His name is derived from Takanohana, who was a famous Yokozuna at the time of his birth. And I actually remember seeing Takanohana wrestler. Nice. When I was there. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, he was born in 1996 in Ashia City in Hyogo Prefecture. <laughs> this, I'm just going to start out with a fun fact. His favorite foods, because they're just fun. Yeah. His favorite foods are meat. Yes, which I laughed hysterically when I read that. Too. Just meat and beef. He really loves beef yep. and seasoned eggs, and watermelon. He is, would is, love Texas. He really would. He would adore. He would love it our because barbecue. that's all we eat. Yep. And he loves watermelon. And I've been eating a lot of watermelon. Lot, yeah. And he also shares a lovely hobby, uh, his favorite hobby, to be honest, and that's sleeping. <laughs> so see, I like an honest man, and I'm you know what I like eat sleeping steak, too. Sleep. Eat yeah, steak, sleep. Well, when you look at him, you're like, you he's, know, it kind of makes sense. Husband. <laughs> he's going to be a great husband. He just like pounds the beef and is like, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> oh, I hope they're happy. Or if they have a sexless marriage, then we'll maybe know why. <laughs> Can't operate on that much beef. Hopefully they'll have lots of kids. Now, yeah. And they'll all love beef. And they'll have beef skewers and beef. <laughs> Pot stickers and enjoy hamburgers. That's right. Well, he made his professional debut in November 2014. And by January 2017, 
He had already reached Makoji, and he won his very first championship in November of 2018, just four years after his professional debut. Takakesho wrestles for Chiganora Stable, and he's actually won seven special prizes, three gold stars, and in March 2019, became an Ozeki. But let's talk about his childhood a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I told you where he was born, where his name comes from, and his father said that he gave him that name because... Get this. This is so profound. He was born a man, so we must take the world. And so he gave him that name, which is a mashup of Takanohana, who was dominating at the time. And okay. so he actually spent most of his childhood watching games of heavyweight players, such as, I had no idea who this was until I looked it up, Jerome Labana or Bob Sapp, who were actually famous mixed martial artists. Oh. So he didn't grow up watching sumo. He grew up like watching, I don't know. Martial artists. Mixed martial arts. Yeah. He had a, a, well, I had a good laugh about this translation. I think you did too. He learned the, at a very young age, the extreme vacuum hand yes. at the age of five. <laughs> and what, the, the, <laughs> what is a vacuum Can hand? anybody tell us what an extreme vacuum hand is? I don't know. But whatever <laughs> it was, it, it led him to karate, actually. Maybe it's a mixed martial art move. It may be a vacuum. That, like, <laughs> sucks your opponent towards you with a vacuum hand? I don't. I literally have no idea what an extreme <laughs> vacuum hand is. But by the third grade, he had mastered he it. He knew what it was. And he had acted really good at that vacuum he hand. Was, he was. He used it in all kinds of competitions, now making it up. This <clears> is like the beginning of a superhero. You're born a man. You must take the world. And learn your secret extreme power. vacuum hand. Yeah. <laughs> That is his superpower. It's just like an invisibility cloak. Yeah. It's very similar. We'll vacuum stop man. going on forever because <laughs> extreme vacuum hand is a good one. But anyway, he in the third grade, he got second place in this national competition and in karate, but he didn't like the judge's call at the final. And from that moment, he decided, I'm going to quit karate. Yeah. And his dad, who actually taught karate, hence probably why he was good, he he said at the time it was just a waste to just go to university when you have physical ability and fighting spirit. So he turned his kid towards sumo. And, and all throughout elementary school, he participated in kids' sumo wrestling and was moving up the ranks, even for a, even for a youngster. Mm -hmm. And during this period, <laughs> this is another one that was like, his dad is a piece of work, too imposed some sort of quota on this poor kid to eat three hamburgers and three special bowls of udon noodles in one meal. And the kid gained a lot of weight I think, really fast. I think they call that a supportive sumo dad. <laughs> that is a sumo fan dad. Or like it's, it's like the stage mom version. I know. This kid's dad must have been like, eat another hamburger before you get up <laughs> and then go run into that wall. Meanwhile, our parents were like, Oh, you don't want to play soccer anymore? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> he also said, though, there was a period of time because of that early in his childhood where he had to pound the hamburgers. There was a time where he just was like, I cannot stand hamburgers. Oh, okay. Later on in his career. But he came back to it. He came back to his first love. And also around town... Everyone that knew him and his father, his father had him out about town doing all kinds of weird rando exercises all up in, I don't know where, stadium steps or whatever. But everyone kind of knew of this and they were like, those people are very eccentric. 
Can you imagine, like martial arts dad who's like, run up those steps and then eat three hamburgers. You're a big kid. You're a strong kid. Then do a roundhouse kick and then run into the. I mean, I can totally see them working out. It's like Tiger Woods times ten. Yes, dad. Yeah, I can completely see this. Yeah. Well, by the fifth or sixth grade, he was. Uh, very talkative, and he used to visit a local stable, the one that Tochinoshin belonged to, the oh. Kasugano stable. And he would go and watch, and he said he would chat with Tochinoshin, which you see them in the oh. ring, and you're like, oh, that kind of actually makes sense age wise. I mean, he's a baby. How old is Tochinoshin? I have no idea, but he's older. 87. 87. <laughs> he looks great. He looks great he looks for 87. Great. He's holding on. Yeah. Well, by junior high, he was the strongest sumo wrestling kid around, and he won national junior high student sumo championships left and right. He became the junior high school Yokozuna. He was crushing it. And by the time he actually, he was recruited by um, Miki Yamada, who was a sumo club director of the Sakai Sakai High School, which has a really strong sumo tradition. He basically brought him in and he said, if you want to be professional, you have to come train with me. And then he learned under his tutelage how to have manners, the mental capacity, and the discipline of a sumo wrestler. And he also had to learn how to turn that uh, hamburger fat into muscle, which he did. Yeah, he did. So also in high school, he dominated numerous other competitions and became the All Japan Junior Sumo Champion twice and the World Junior Sumo Champion. So all in all, this kid has had an eccentric an upbringing, <laughs> but has delivered, you know? Yeah. Didn't he drop out of high school, too? I think so. Yeah, I think he dropped out of school to pursue sumo. Yeah. Like, he was so like good. Like, at 16. He or... was good at martial arts, but then really good at sumo, and then dropped out of school. Put a pin in that, because we'll come back to that. Yeah, we will. Because that's very different from our other Ozeki. Yes. Well, and, and with that, the rest is history. He won the very lowest, or the Jonokuchi division with a 7-0 record. He won Jonadon division with a 7-0 record. 6-1 division, Sandame. He found himself in Jirio before too long. And from there, just a few rounds in Jirio. And there were some ups and downs in there, but he found himself in Makauchi in 2017. And at that point, he then changed his Shikona to Takakesho. And... There were, again, some ups and downs, but he won a tournament before too long and then earned his Ozeki promotion, which he made by May of 2019. So that's his meteoric kind of rise. Kind of amazing achievement by somebody who is only 24 years, just barely turned 24 years old. Would you like to hear some fun facts? Sure. He was asked in an interview if it was true that he put super glue on his heels and he said it was true because his skin cracks really, really easily. Yeah. And his leg skin is really stiff and it cracks really sharply. Yeah. And so he puts super glue on his feet or yeah. on his cracks. Oh, which I totally makes get sense. that. Wasn't it developed by like horse horse people? I no idea. <laughs> I think it was super, super glue. glue but was... I do that when I get big cracks in my fingers. I put super glue on them. Yeah. It was meant, I think, to heal injuries for horses don't quote me on yeah, that i don't know about that one <laughs> sounds like maybe, we should maybe it's right one. but also like it might be just maybe. my complete imagination <laughs> might have seen that in a commercial someplace maybe. actually it was made to glue the hard hats of construction workers <laughs> to steel beams that's what i heard um both could be possibilities anyway i like this he lives 
currently alone in a rental apartment in Tokyo, and he cooks for himself boiled eggs, broccoli, cut tomatoes, garlic, and chicken breasts. And that's usually what's on his menu. So those are my fun facts about Takakesho. You want to move on to Asanoyama? Yes. Asanoyama, very different. Yes. they're, They're just very different. Yes. He was born Hiroki Ishibashi or Hirobashi Ishibashi on March 1st, 1994 in Toyama City in Toyama Prefecture. Blood type A. <laughs> he was a really sweet kid and he was just genuinely a happy kid. He was happy to go to school. That's where he picked up handball and he became very, very good at handball. Mm-hmm. He even competed in local competitions and he had this female teacher from his school who invited him, I guess with his athletic ability, to go see a local sumo tournament or tour show or whatever it was. And at that point, he became interested in sumo. He then joined the sumo club, but by junior high, there really wasn't enough time to dedicate to both, so he quit handball and started sumo. I thought that was really interesting just because when you watch him wrestle and his reflexes and how quick he can kind of be, it it reminds me of Hakuho in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I bet he got that from his handball days. He's the second son of three brothers, but only he himself was into sumo wrestling. When he and Ernest started competing in sumo competitions, he suffered an elbow injury in his third year, and that had him thinking about quitting sumo. But at the time, he was attending Toyama Commercial High School, and it was there that the school's sumo director encouraged him to continue even through the injury healing process, like keep going, keep pushing yourself. And he began again to successfully compete after he had healed in more high school tournaments. And this teacher at this moment in his life, became a really profound teacher. Like, he had a lot of effect on him, and he's carried his teacher's, I don't know, he's carried his teacher with him throughout his career. And he's dedicated a lot of his success and motivation to this teacher. Mm -hmm. This is another funny one. There was a New Year's marathon in which he decided to compete, and he decided to take a shortcut, and Yorayama noticed, and he was like, no, and he got scolded. You have to run properly. So he was always watching him, but I think helping him get disciplined. Uh After high school, he went on to Kendai University and studied economics. Mm -hmm. And during college, he won seven college titles and reached the top four in all Japan sumo championships. After that, he joined Takasago Stable in 2016 and made his professional debut in Sandame. Now, he debuted in sumo wrestling in March, and from there, he churned out enough kachikoshis and kept getting bumped up, and before long, he was in Jurio by March 2017, where two almost wins, a runner-up win, was able to push him into the Makauchi division in September 2017, where he had actually a double-digit record on his very first Makauchi debut. And he won the Fighting Spirit Prize in that very first one. I remember, I remember this and being like, who's this kid? Now he faltered in the next tournament, but he just kept plugging along. And before too long, he did spend two years waiting to get into the Sanyaku rank. He did in 2019, but he plugged away at it. Maybe not in the showiest way, but he kept on churning the consecutive wins until he actually won a tournament. So he finished 2019 with more top division wins than any other wrestler. He also said that 
his teacher wrote a letter to Asanayama just before he died of cancer. He died of cancer a few years ago, a couple of years ago. And he had said to Asanayama, there are only a handful of people that can become Yokozuna, but there is a possibility that you can do that. Become the superstar of Toyama, which is his hometown. No pressure. No pressure. But you know what? It worked because he done did it. He's on his way up. You want to hear some fun facts? Yes. His favorite food is yellowtail, grilled. Oh, sushi. Yeah. He loves sushi and he loves sweets, especially shortcakes. Anyway, his hobby is still watching martial arts. And I like this one. He went back home and worked with our fire department to promote fire prevention. And um, he got to be the fire chief for a day. I like that he cares about fire, fire safety. Yeah. He also said that his mom and dad, when he goes and visits his mom and dad, their bathtub is really small. So he went to like a local like bathhouse, I think. Yeah. Which you're running around naked. But he said, unfortunately, it became like a handshaking type of deal once he got oh, to the. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. That would be weird. Well, let's hope he was in the bathtub at the bathhouse or whatever before people started to walk up to him and be like, oh, my gosh, can I shake your hand? Because it'd be super awkward. But... Yes, it would be. So when I looked at these two guys, Takakesho and Asano Yama, boy, it's so interesting to look at them side to side. Takakesho is 24, Asano Yama is 26, so they're about the same age, and they're really about the same weight. What? Yes. Believe it or not, the main difference between them is Takakesho is 5'9", and Asano Yama is 6'2", but they're both about 375 pounds, which is amazing because when you look at their bodies, I mean, Takakesho is known as like the human bowling pin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or even like a bowling ball with legs and arms. I mean, that's what people call him. Well, or, they talk about the he's pear-shaped. He's very pear-shaped. Yeah. He's like Russian doll-shaped. Yes. He's, and he is, it, But it works to his advantage. And, yes. He has the strength of Superman and those little bitty short arms yeah. and that very round body. Like he's also called the angry hamster because <laughs> <laughs> that really is what he looks like. He's just this little rotund ball of superhuman strength. Yeah. And he's an, a massive pusher thruster. He has a very tiny mouth like he's, a hamster. <laughs> I've not noticed that. But now... I don't think I can ever not... Unse I can't I unthink you, that or unsee that when he, I look at him now. What is the cartoon that has the angry hamsters? Oh, I don't know. It's Maybe it's the pet story or something. I can't figure... I know that I've seen a cartoon hamster, and now when I watch Takakesho, that's all I can think of is that a cartoon hamster, which is unfortunate, but kind of funny. Because that is a classic sumo wrestler type shape that he has. But then mm -hmm. you put the background, his background, his very eccentric background. And he really seems like, you know, in America, those really odd homeschool kids. That well, have... there's a lot of people who don't think that that's odd. Uh, well, it's odd for our certain... generation because we, they were like, there just weren't any. There's a certain kind of like really unique personality that was a homeschool kid that's super smart. Yeah. And whose parents have just said, this is the one thing you love. And I'm going to support you in that dream. So that seems like his dad just completely supported Takakesho yeah. yeah. in whatever dream he had, be it martial arts, be it sumo, whatever it was. And he dropped out of high school and has had this amazing career in professional sumo and is this amazing pusher thruster as a result. Hold that. 
in your brain. Okay. Along with that little classic lip pout he does the little... when he wins <laughs> and the loud breathing that he does. Yeah, he looks like he's run a marathon after he fights for about five seconds. It looks it's, very hard. It's just <laughs> very hard. Okay. It's a very particular kind of body and a very particular kind of fighting style yes. that he has. And it works for him because he's had a, a Yusho win, right? He oh, has yeah. won one he's an championship. Yes, and he's an Ozeki. Now, Asanoyama's same thing. He has one tournament championship mm-hmm. under his belt, but he's much taller. He has a whole different body type. He's the Clark Kent he, of sumo to me. Yeah, I'll take that. And he, more than anything, he's the it kid right now. Asano Yama is the up-and-coming hot new guy with this deep, sexy voice that is doing promos for fire safety, who studied (laughs) economics. He has everything right. Like, he's the classic Yale kid in America versus Takakesho as the homeschool kid whose parents just absolutely (laughs) loved him. And that's how I see them now. I can't unsee it now that I've spent this time looking at it. But both have have the same result. Yes. They're both dominating. Both dominating. Osaniyama is tall. He's got these long arms. It's sort of a classic tall wrestler shape that he has. Mm -hmm. Very svelte. He's very calm in the ring. He's not very showy at all. And he... I mean, he looks like the other two Yokozuna physically right now. He's got the same shape. And I will say, until I looked into Asanayama's background, I just assumed he was always a belt wrestler. Not so. When he started doing sumo wrestling, he was a pusher thruster just like Takakesho. However, when he got to the upper division, he noticed that the Yokozuna were doing belt sumo. And he said, I want to be a Yokozuna. I need to learn how to do that. And he's Yeah, you can't be a Yokozuna with one technique. I'm sure you can. I'm sure someone's done it in the past. That can be your primary, but if you do not have the whole entire skill set, then do you deserve to be a Yokozuna? You have to be well-rounded. Well, and that's really the question for Takakesho. When you look at Takakesho's future, you can wonder if he wants to become a Yokozuna, he's going to have to pick up some more techniques because the poor guy, when he gets caught by the belt, hasn't figured out how to get out of it yet. Right, right. Uh, whereas Asanoyama has. He's got a background of pushing and thrusting, but he's got more breadth of experience on the belt. Yes. And I would say that's probably the reason why he's the it kid right now, because people are recognizing that belt sumo technique Mm. and they're sort of, uh, they're pushing him up faster even. Like, you look at when both of them became Ozeki, Takakesho got his 33 wins, didn't immediately get Ozeki, had to do well on another tournament in order to get promoted to Ozeki. Asanayama only got 32 wins and he got promoted promoted immediately yes. and he's already talking about being a yokozuna yes right again he just seems like there's a prejudice well i don't know if i call it a prejudice but it's it's preference i just constantly go back to my american frame of reference well it's like this guy grew up in the best schools and had all the right experience and the perfect haircut and he's just doing everything right saying everything right versus this eccentric kid who's really good and has had to work his way up yeah, but you could say you could say the opposite though, because Asanoyama growing up, 
he didn't get to start in the sumo world. Like he had to work his way up from the very bottom, you know, like he didn't get all no, the he collegiate skipped, words. He world. skipped ahead. He didn't have to start at the bottom ranks like oh. Takakesho did, right? Because he was in sumo in university. So he skipped in and, and bypassed I don't think those he had first the, ranks. No, but I don't think he had the um, the two, you have to have the two wins of the local competitions he, he did bypass really well. he bypassed the two lowest tiers of professional sumo okay. and began his career in sandamne division in yeah. march 2016 yeah. I d- yeah it said that okay yeah whereas takakesho had to go through each and every stage yeah now you look at their last six tournaments takakesho has been ozeki he dropped to sekiwaki and then four as ozeki so mm. he's been quite steady whereas asanayama has been slowly climbing up his last six were magashira one magashira two yeah. komasubi sekiwaki sekiwaki ozeki yeah yeah so the other reason asanayama is really popular right now is because he's climbing up and everybody cheers for the guy who's on the rise but i will say I'm a little nervous for Takakesho. Takakesho is a young Ozeki. He got promoted fast. He yeah. w- he was fighting as a teenager in those lower ranks. Right. And got promoted really quickly. Right. His debut as Ozeki, he was injured. And he pulled out from that tournament because of a knee injury right. on the fifth day. Which we're re- all still worried about. Yeah. He returned to that tournament on day eight, but pulled out again after damaging his knee further. He also pulled out of the next tournament, the July tournament. So these are pretty big scandals if you pull out as an Ozeki. So he came back in, was doing quite well. A few tournaments later, injured his left pectoral muscle. Came back again, did really well, got injured again. So I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm seeing a pattern as well. Yeah. It's like he's fighting at his limit and his body is really having a a hard time staying healthy fighting at the Ozeki rank. I'm just guessing, but part of it probably has to do with his body shape and his style. When you have that much strength and you've got one technique, you can either pull people down or push people out. You have to have immense strength to keep doing that. I don't know. When you think about your teachers and who has taught you how to apply your your ability in the sumo ring if his dad or his teachers were like you go hard you, you win that's your choice or you lose and it's over you like he may push himself to injury every time because that's just been the way he's operated i mean he quit school and then he just went straight into this world because it was like the goal he wanted it's what he wanted to do from a very early age he just goes This is my dream. I will get it. But maybe not taking the time that it takes to do that safely. Well, here's my totally unproven theory. If you only push or pull, your body's going in one direction. If you're a belt sumo guy, you are building strength on angles and on... Uh, a curved like arcs yeah you're building strength across your body as you're learning to twist people and twist yourself and i think totally unproven but i think that's healthier for the body in the long run it may be but but the thing is he has those skills as well we know that because he couldn't 
what he chooses to execute with is different than what's in his tool belt. And that may be also the difference because he may be that strong because in practice or, you know, in Kekko all day, he's working with all types of wrestlers and he's gone up against these guys. He has, he knows all the, all the moves. It's just what his preferences are to come back to what he knows he can win with. Well, compare that to Asano Yama, who was injured very early in his career right. with an elbow, has had no injuries. Right. Right now, there's none in a professional world. He keeps rising. Right. He keeps getting better without the injuries. Right. And I would love to know more about what his trainer is working with him on. Like well, he stability. Said core three times a week is well, core. core, but somehow his knees are stronger. Like Takakesho has had trouble with both knees mm -hmm. and his pack. Also, that may be shorter frame, just as much weight. It might be. Yes. It absolutely might just be the extra weight. I know he's been jump roping. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> and I'm just interested because at every level, it's been the same thing. Pusher thrusters have more injuries. That's how I'm thinking of these two guys right now. Hopefully, it helps other people kind of begin to individualize these guys. It's really easy when you're new to the sport to look at these guys and not really know about their backgrounds or to be able to pick up enough of their personalities. But the idea was to help you begin to identify with these guys in a different way. Okay. One of my takeaways from looking at all of the guys in Sanyaku has been, it's time for me, Takeyumi, to become a Nozeki. Yes. In this next tournament, if he does really well... He'll be close to his 33 wins. I think he's got to win 12 or something like that. But I just, you know, from looking at the history of all these guys fighting, it's just time. Like, he's been there long enough. Yeah. And if he can get that big win, I don't know why they wouldn't give it to him. He's not the it guy like Asanoyama, but I think he deserves it. Yeah, I think there'll be big news in the next year, whether he gets pushed up or Asanoyama gets Yokozuna status. I do believe that they will push him towards Yokozuna. I mean, hopefully he will continue to get the wins unless he gets injured. But I think with that, that will make room for another Ozeki. And well, I definitely think it's going to be. He's got to beat Hakaho. He's beat Kakadu, but he's got to beat Hakaho. The biggie. And he's got to win another tournament. I mean, he, he still has things to do, things to learn. So let's not promote him until he's ready. That's right. Then but they want him ready. to be ready. Yeah, I think they do. So we're right at the end here, but we do want to say the, the new Banzuke came out. We are going to talk about it more in depth next week, but there are some changes to the Sanyaku ranks that we have to at least talk about. Just a little bit. Just a tank. In this new Bonzuke, we have three Sekewake now. Yeah. Because Daisho was promoted from Komosubi to Sekewake. Yeah. Thoughts? Oh, I like it. I mean, Daisho has, he's just been showing up and he's so fierce. And I think his energy and his youth and all of that, I think he's going to be great in that spot. He yeah. deserves it. I think I so, think too. So. Yeah, so now we'll have Shodai, Mitakeyumi, and Daisho. I think that's going to make it more fun. And because he went up in rank, that means there was room for one more Komasubi that's right. to join Okinoumi, Hot Pants McGee. They're just putting all the pretty boys in Komasubi position this time because it's Endo. Oh, yeah. It is Endo. And because of that, we'll do a spotlight on Endo next week. That's right. Because he is Sanyaku. Yes, and we'll talk, talk about why the ladies love him, but yep. he's really quite grumpy. Well, we'll talk about all that <laughs> and more. And we'll talk about, there's some other big jumps and surprises yeah, in the Bonsuki. Yeah, bumped we're gonna, up. We're going to talk about all that next yeah. week. We don't want to tell you too much. 
And I know Sumo Mainichi is doing their Banzuke. Yeah, they do their preview. Yeah, preview. And the, they break down the Banzuke. So, you know, if you're just dying to get info now, you can head over to Sumo Mainichi and hear theirs. Or come back next week and we'll talk more about it and give yeah, you more about Yeah, we're going to be ramping up into this next tournament starting on the 13th. So there'll be some more pre-Basho exciting things to talk about. That's right. So that is our style of sumo at Sumo Kaboom. Please tune in again for more info on the sport we love. Like, listen, follow, share. We always like to see how many people are listening and from where you're listening. It's great. So keep it up. That's right. Until later, I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. Thanks for listening. Sayonara. <laughs> and see y'all later. Oh, <laughs>